Off hey, everybody, go. and welcome back to the Concast. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm here fresh from hospital, so I'm feeling uh, quite fancy and very excited about doing this today. Uh, in retrospect, we probably should have tried to do it that original day we had scheduled. <sighs> well, if you haven't picked it up by now, I've got Tittles and Stiltskin with me again today, and uh, we should have uh, Death Penalty joining us again in just a few moments. I know he is making his way to his headset as we speak. I'm so, curious to know if any Americans can tell me and still support. I can. <laughs> yeah, apart from you, you've been listening to my crap for <laughs> years. Yeah, so, uh, what are you playing, Tiddles? <laughs> uh, nothing really. Sonic. Yeah. Blah, blah. blah. Next. <laughs> That's you, Stotskin. <laughs> oh, I'm next. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes, that's how we refer to you now as next. Uh, why don't we ask Jeffrey next? <laughs> I've had a very long day. Uh, what am I playing at the moment? I'm playing, in fact, it's actually paused. Uh, that, that's how dedicated I am. I'm playing, I'm now playing Nino Kuni. Uh, I thought you were saying it's actually porn, but carry on. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing porn. Porn um, no Kuni. Yeah, porn no Kuni. No, there's definitely not a way to describe the game. Um, it sounds really Japanese. Is that the best way to describe it? <laughs> uh, it's kind of... It's a really weird cross between really Japanese and really apple pie American. Um, oh, found them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, it's beautifully drawn, and the gameplay is quite good, but the actual story and plot is um, aimed at five-year-olds... There's plenty of room for that. I... <laughs> yeah, there's, the... a, there's, a, there's a nice um, sort of sequitur you put in there that probably says some things about you you didn't want to. I've got some cardboard boxes, uh, cardboard books in a box if you want them as well. If you're, if you're loving that five-year-old story vibe, or about a bear and a magic pencil. I love really that good, one, actually. Wait, is is that what you've been drawing recently on your? Uh, <laughs> no, no. I could talk about my drawings instead of games. God no. Um, I drew a a unicorn playing the Cookie Monster at Countdown the other day. That's my latest. Who won? One. Um, Cookie Monster was looking favourite because he has hands and he can actually write <laughs> words down. But really, it's just if there's a round where he can spell cookie, he's got it. <laughs> Otherwise, it's probably going to be a no-score draw. You know, hilariously, um, you know, again having a toddler around, I've noticed that they've really taken strides toward making Cookie Monster less Cookie Monstery recently. Like he what? eats broccoli <laughs> he, now. Do you like? Oh, no, no, that's wrong. That's uh, wrong. He, he, he's like when? Yeah. Is this when Barney and the Simpsons went? You know, got on the wagon. Is this what they're doing with Cookie Monster now? <laughs> it's kind of going through a you know, on the wagon plot, not having too many cookies. It's it's kind of like that. He's uh, he's learned that cookies are a sometimes food, not an all the time food. <sighs> and this is what's wrong with childhood these days. Put that on the thing. What's wrong with childhood these days? Item one: Cookie Monster <laughs> thinking cookies are a sometimes food. <laughs> What's next? Are we going to have Bert and Ernie talking about why they're in bed together and why that's okay? It's a puppet. Mm. Hi. Are you playing any games right now, DP? Other than the occasional Minecrafting, not really now. Yeah, I haven't logged into Minecraft in almost two weeks now. Oof, have you been busy lately? 
I have been busy lately. I've been incredibly busy lately. Sadly, it's uh, that's not it. I haven't I haven't been in chat for the I haven't been in chat a whole lot the last week because so. you've been busy lately. So yeah. you missed about ten lines. Yeah, that's about right. Well, uh, since I've been sick recently, um, and also because the contagion has spread through the entire house, um, <laughs> I've had Orange. time in front of the Xbox to myself, so I've been playing some more 13.2 and uh, finally making significant nice. progress on it. Xbox. Does it have, is it like 10.2 in that it's got like lightning in inappropriate outfits? Uh, oh, I think that's 13.3. That's, yeah, that's 13.3. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> oh, okay. In, in 13.2, it's lightning uh, sister Sarah that has uh, inappropriate outfits available to uh, and their DLC. So. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah, I was I was flipping um, through the DLC list earlier, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not spending any real world money on any of these outfits. No. But, with, uh, the, with the with the thirteen three one, I mean, if you can just send me all the relevant pictures, then I, I that's all I need to know from that game. Oh, I'll, I'll send you the one of uh, Lightning dressed up as Cloud. Oh, that sounds lame though. I want, I want the inappropriate much. ones. It's, it's actually, it's actually Advent Children Cloud, I think, also. Mm. That's even lamer. Why has he got half a cloak? <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> Why is he like, I'm, do you know what I'm gonna wear? Half a cloak. Why is that half a cloak? I thought that was half Kingdom Hearts. Is <laughs> half a cloak just a small cloak? Surely, uh, you know. Well, it depends on where you bisect it, I think. It's, if, if you bisect it, you know, down the torso, then it's a small cloak. But I think what Tiddles is referring to is the fact that it's actually bisected um, along the lateral line. So it, like, hangs over his left shoulder, but not the right. Isn't that just not knowing how to wear a cloak? <laughs> maybe he wanted well, the look, maybe he wanted the look of a cloak, but without the resistance, the wind resistance when running. And the, so he just went for the half. Maybe the, it's so he has the movement range of movement for his fighting arm. The, yeah, that could oh. be swinging, swinging that big ass sword's got to take some effort. I mean, a cloak's going to mess that up. Yeah. The way it's I figure, you know what it is? It's basically <laughs> in all that time since getting out of Hojo's dungeon, he couldn't be bothered to find another pauldron to go on the other side. <laughs> so he's like, screw it. I'll just go with the half thing. It, it, you know, it goes with the hair going one direction. Whatever. The way I figure it, he just caught the other half on a fence as he was leaving the house that day. <laughs> oh, I don't have time to fix this. He just run over it in the motorbike. <laughs> caught in the chain. Um, okay, so. It looks cool. Wow, that. So, um, anyway, speaking of inappropriate outfits. Ah, yeah, there you go. Uh, that is our topic today. Um, yes. Five now, points for stilts. Now there's, yes. uh. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're talking over the topic. Yeah. Now that we're not talking over the topic. Now that well, we're just the, laughing instead of the topic. The, the topic today is um, something that came about as we started to get a little closer to the Bravely Default uh, release in the West. Um, that didn't actually happen yet, right? I can't. I can't keep it straight. Um, um, we know our Phoenix. I, I, I know it, it happened. Yeah, it happened like last week. Did it? I know Lightning yeah. Returns was last week. Why don't we read Con News? Because I'm sure all the relevant news will be on Con News. Oh, it's in there somewhere. I just didn't search it yet. It's on there. We've posted uh, a lot about Bravely Default. Yeah, Where does um, it say it's been released? Yes, I was right. February seventh, probably yeah. because I posted about it at some point. I've. 
think that we've all supposed about at some point. February the 7th. The last news article is February the 6th. <laughs> oh. okay. I, I would have had tidbits today, but I was ill. Fiddlesbits. So there. So yeah, um, a couple weeks before the game actually came out, which it came out on February 7th, we now know. Um, from Con News. From Con News, yes. Uh, I actually posted some news, cross-posted from Kotaku, about, uh, the way that the localization was changing in some, uh, you know, probably not altogether unpredictable ways. Uh, a couple of the female characters in the game that were tagged as being 15 years old in the Japanese release were having their ages magically bumped up to 18 for the West. And not only that, their clothing, which was, you know, fairly typical Squeenix ridiculousness for women who would be in fights, uh, also became a little bit more covering. Um, it's to be fair, to be fair, Square Enix, until recently, has been we being fairly fair good Square Enix. Oh. <laughs> okay. Shut up. How disappointing. Yeah, go nuts. But, um... I mean, they've been fairly good at keeping their characters mostly clothed, I think. Or, or like, reasonably clothed, I should say. There's a correlation between me stopping playing the games and that happening. (laughs) Um, Perhaps? Well, maybe, but then you still have um, Final Fantasy X Lulu, Final Fantasy X II Yuna... um, Lightning yeah. in her hot pants in Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> oh no, yeah, definitely ten two definitely ten two is, is probably when it changes, but even like you know Lulu's got breasts everywhere, of course. But it's not like That's I guess the outfit is preposterous well, like, in terms of being composed of belts. Like in the original Total Recall? I don't know that I have Yeah, that reference is gonna it. be lost on all, all three of them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Still's got it. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> oh no. But yeah, uh to, back to Bravely Default, though, um, you know, this... But are we actually doing the podcast right now, or what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Leave that in. Leave that in. I, I think I have to. But yeah, uh, you know, there there's a bit of an uproar that, um, you know, over these changes. And Is there an uproar? There, there was certainly an uproar among the Kotaku commentariat, which, you know, you can... Take them for what they're worth. Yeah, um, you know, obviously that uproar, given who they are, and not that they are con people. Um, yeah. You know, there there were there were a lot of people saying, "Oh, this is ridiculous! I'm importing the game now. They should not change this game. They uh, they are making a mistake here. Who cares if they're 15? Who cares if they're 18? Who cares if they're wearing anything at all?" That's a pretty accurate summary of the comments. I, I thought so. Yeah, I, I read them a couple of times. They uh, um, they sort of split their uh, they sort of split their justifications. Half of them were just shameless perverts. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other the other well, half. What's your were... what's your name at Kotaku again, Stoltz? <laughs> <laughs> the other the other half were um, you know whether genuinely or whether just perhaps a bit more tactfully, dressing it up as objection to censorship per se. But um, the overall effect was definitely very, very angry. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I I can kind of see that latter group, and obviously I'm not going to side too much with the perverts, uh, <laughs> though I may or may not be one, uh, just, you know, not in terms of Square Enix games. Um, Ambiguity, definitely yeah. the safest legal position to take. <laughs> but at least I know I'm not a pedo. That, that, I can, that I can guarantee. That's so. a good. That's a good first step. That's, I'm going. Do you really say pedo? Is that how they say it over there? Like the dollar? Yes. It's yes, nowhere near as creepy sounding. Yeah. That just sounds like something to do with feet. 
We have the word no. It sounds dodgy. <laughs> we, we also Come don't on. Have, Stop changing our words. No. We, we don't have the A in it, so that changes the pronunciation. Almost we like don't it. really have the A in it, I'm just kind of retro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it's one of those little, it's one of those little AE things, isn't it? It's like, um, like encyclopedia. Like, encyclopedia, yeah. Like, like the go. dragons in ZZT, which nobody's played. Nope. That was great, ZZT. Dragons? What? No, no, no. It was, it was it was a text-based game, and it was all all the enemies were sort of um just things from the character set, and dragons okay. were like the AE symbol. I can kind of get behind the whole um, you know down with censorship for the sake of being down with censorship point of view. I think that if you're going as to in get as in arm, down with censorship as in you don't want it, or down with censorship as in you're down with it. <laughs> Could be either, really. Uh, Ambiguity again. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with censorship. Yeah. Well, you're the youthful there. people today. You're sitting on the fence for, uh, <laughs> Well, I'm afraid that my cloak's going to tear, so. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually am kind of wearing a cloak today, because I'm so sick that I have a blanket wrapped around me at the moment. Um. Great. I'm wearing a Viking helmet. Something else. <laughs> well, Valentine's Day is in the air. Oh, yeah, <laughs> baby. I'm wearing pink. No. <laughs> that's not really different than any other day. Um, Jeffrey's got an outfit that's just like a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's for his Men of Notre Dame calendar. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that something like this is pretty difficult for me to get in up, up in arms about, and maybe that's partially because I've been privy to the censorship that uh, Squeenix has done over the years, or more specifically not privy to, and found out about it much later than it actually happened, so we, I probably not just don't care. care about it anymore. Yeah. Um, I, with, with the... With I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't care about it, because I'm never going to play it. <laughs> and with what I know of Bravely Default, the stuff that they changed, I mean, that's so minor stuff, and if they had just had the common sense to do it for the original release and not try to sneak it into the Western, you know, you could do that, um, you know, 25 years ago, which we'll probably talk about here in a bit, but you, you can't really do that in the age of the internet because people are going to notice, and regardless of what your intentions are, it's going to end up making you look kind of stupid. That's my only objection to it. Which is a fair objection. You know, um, although, is it that much different to different regions getting different limited editions? I'd say it's less worse. Oh, that was fantastic English. Less worse. Less worse. Yes. <sighs> you know, I think um, it's less worser. <laughs> indeed. The, I mean, when you come in and you make the changes in these different versions, I don't think Square Enix is is super concerned. Maybe they are with getting a slightly you know, lower rating as far as ESRB, who can play it. Um, I know there are obviously some parents who pay attention to those with their kids, but... Sure. I, I, like, I said some. <laughs> that's, a, that's a restrictive... Anyhow, but I don't know. I, I suspect that your parents were. No, mine weren't even, is why I'm saying some with, you know, that's... special gravity. Well, I you know, here's imagine... the thing. In the, in the last ten years, the world has gone really puritan. No, it, but it has been this Have real you kind ever of seen MTV. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but it, there's more turned on a television really there's, at all. I guess. Yeah. No, 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 no. Because there's stuff that would have been fine on the nine in the nineties, and nobody would have batted an eyelid about it. That now suddenly people are getting all Mary Whitehouse now, about it. Now, it's, I think, 
I think one of the differences there is like I, I was reading on the, some of the Final Fantasy VI ones, and for the most re- for the Game Boy Advance releases of uh, Final Fantasies V and VI, there were some things that they had to change in the Japanese versions, and the reasons was the reasons was damn it, we're terrible today. <sighs> the reason was that there hadn't been a ratings board in Japan when the original copies of those huh. games came out. And so I think that points to the fact that gaming is, at least gaming, is in a very different position now. It's much more mainstream than it was in the early, mid-90s, even late 90s, definitely. Um, okay. I mean, people gaming notice is... These, people notice things a lot more in a wider community than, say, you make a game and you know only people who are in this certain niche group pay attention. Unless so basic games. Is that really a thing you say as well? The thing games about... are currently the, uh, you know, the, the go-to demon spawn taboo that is corrupting our entire generation of youths. So, um, I suppose from a playing <laughs> oh, state... Oh no, actually, pedophiles <laughs> are... It's pedophiles. Everybody. Yeah. Haven't, haven't you noticed, right, that basically, if you, if you read the news these days, then you're not going to be able to go outside without being confronted immediately by at least ten terrorists and, you know, eight pedophiles. Yeah, but you do realise all these terrorists and pedophiles are terrorists and pedophiles because they play video games. Well, that is well, true. I, I, that I, doesn't I, take I, away... I could probably find a news article that says that within 30 seconds of yeah. Googling. Oh, I'm sure you well, can. That's wait, exactly wait, the thing. When I was young, uh, you know, it was obviously Dungeons and Dragons, uh, because, you know, video games hadn't really taken their foothold yet, and the ones that had were fairly innocuous. I mean, nobody was really looking at Super Mario Brothers and thinking that it was turning people into, uh, rabid turtle stompers. But my point is, particularly in terms, particularly in terms of kind of people worrying about, um, sexing up underage people. That has become a much bigger... People have got a lot more uptight about that recently yeah. than they ever used to be. Because it's, it's become a lot more. Because yeah. it's, com- it's coming to the public eye. You have these cases of, you know, horrible cases of people being molested and, you know, chatted up online and groomed and all this sort of stuff. And there's a lot more focus on, you know, having someone who's marked as being 15 years old in a game dressed up like a lady of the night is probably not the done thing. Not that it was kind of ever the done thing in a way, but it also is something that people wouldn't have really thought about. Yeah, it's much. That's not hard to argue with. The, yeah, and that that brings a, a good point. I think is that you know the people that really do get up in arms about these things. You know, should we get up in arms about something like that? Given the <laughs> fact that this is completely fictional and happens in a, you know, completely non-realistic world. Hang, you know, hang on, I hang on, wait, like... I've been pinning my entire life on joining Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't take that away from me. You've, you've been slicing your cloaks in half for years. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for my chance. Gosh, when you put out someone who you're saying is 15 years old as, you know, pretty clearly sexed up, it's I mean, I can I can understand it, the concern there. I can I can understand it from from really both points of view. Um, I can understand why people wouldn't be happy with that. At the same time, I think she's probably not wearing anything that a lot of people I knew when I was fifteen at school wouldn't have worn on a night out. Yeah, that's uh, 
it's pretty true, I think. Uh, it's shutting the door after the horse has bolted a little bit, and it's not it's not necessarily the wrong thing to shut the door as mm-hmm. such, but it's also completely pointless and irrelevant, and it doesn't make a damn bit of difference to anything. Yeah, and uh, you know, and kind of like I said uh, a few minutes ago, if they had just done this for every version, yeah. then nobody would have bad uh, yeah. nobody would have bad an eye. Nobody would have uh, thought for a, a, given a second thought to it if. You know, this had always been how it was in Japan, and really I blame the kind of people who are now full-mid internet fan people of going smart enough to translate Japanese, and that's really <laughs> where everything's gone wrong. I mean, Ed Woolsey wouldn't have got where he is today if he knew what the original story was at the time. Uh, but it's interesting, what? because what, one thing it brings me back to a little bit is I, I read uh, the other day that the Japanese version of Grand Theft Auto V is significantly censored. Mm. And it's sort of strange that kind of, you, you make stuff in the West and it's censored for Japan, you make stuff in Japan and it's censored for the West. And one of the things that they censored is there's a scene where Trevor takes his trousers down and you only ever really see him from the back side, but even that is completely covered up in Japan. And so it's kind of funny that this grown kind of Old geezer in his forties isn't allowed to expose his rear, but um, at the same time you can have a fifteen-year-old girl, you know, exposing almost as much as as she'd like. And it sort of, I suppose, it highlights the sort of slightly perverse nature of Japan that I think people are, are kind of aware of. That it, it, it's an odd culture, sexually speaking. Well, that, that, that is. Say. That is a pretty interesting point because, mm. you know, when you think about some of the, the, the bigger name things that have gotten changed in localization for some of the other games, uh, I, Bravely Default obviously had the inverse of what you were just describing. Um, you know, Final Fantasy VI had probably a half dozen sprites that have gotten yeah. changed in various ways over the years to prevent having too much female nudity. Uh, to prevent anybody from going to the pub. Which I always thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you've got to go to a cafe. Yeah. Mm. Cafes well, are. I, no no smoking either. Though. Well, there you go. Um, let's, uh, well, let's transition and talk about that a little bit then. Um, think, you know, oh, they've, they've been, they've been doing this since the jump, uh, in the Final Fantasy series at least. Um, I don't know so much about any of the other big names, um, uh, in their intellectual property stable, but in Final Fantasy, you know, from the very beginning, when Final Fantasy One came out here, there was um, you know the church lost its cross, which you know happened in a ton of games back then that were released by Nintendo in the West, um, and it was renamed a clinic. And even back when I was nine years old playing Final Fantasy One for the first time, you know I recognized that something was weird there because the guy that you went to talk to was clearly dressed up like a priest. You were walking up rows of pews to get to him. He was performing resurrection services. I mean, I'm pretty sure you know obviously not any church that any of us might have ever gone to because you know I never actually saw anybody get resurrected. If I had, I probably would have stayed in the church a lot longer. Um, but you know it was one of those things where even as a young kid, I was like, yeah, this is weird. Why did they do this? It, um, I think it links into something that was said earlier about the lack of the ratings boards. Um, whilst there was a lack of ratings boards in Japan, there was also the lack of ratings boards in the West right in the early days. And I think one of the, the reasons that has been given for the, the heavy, heavy um, censorship and alterations on localization is basically 
there were no ratings boards, so they didn't know how far they could go, so they decided not to go anywhere, and they played it uber safe, (laughs) which meant obviously nothing religious, nothing sexual, nothing vaguely relating to anything adult. Um, Just so that they didn't get slapped. As as a counterpoint to that, um, I believe that when the console versions of Mortal Kombat came out in the early 90s, the ESRB did exist in the United oh, okay. States by then, and Nintendo still censored their uh, version of Not the first Mortal Kombat. Not right. I think ES, didn't the ESRB come out after um, Night Trap on the Mega CD or something like that? Hmm. I think it was quite late. Yeah. Oh, then I'm completely wrong. And, uh, no, you'll know Nintendo. Either, either way, you still did hit on an, another, another big point, which is Nintendo seemed to have had a pretty heavy involvement yeah. in deciding what gets censored. It's, yeah, but it's note. not just, um, you know, the staying the right side of the law. It seems, um, Nintendo are very, very, um, paternalistic. You'll know that Nintendo mm-hmm. censored their Mortal Kombat and Sega didn't. <clears throat> yeah, I, that, that point certainly, uh, you know, still rings true. Mm-hmm. ESRB notwithstanding. I can imagine in those early years, still, it's probably, especially for Nintendo, um, much more of an issue of you just don't know. I mean, even if there is an ESRB, it's a very new thing. Again, the gaming world then is very different too. So I can easily see certain companies, certain divisions doing, you know, very widely varying um, you know, approaches to censorship or, or, or altering depictions like that. Just because there still wouldn't have been a set proper, you know, an accepted standard, really. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably a good way of looking at it. I think over the years, you know, Nintendo have kind of been demonized for their role in that, but that's that's a good um, alternative point of view to that, is that, you know, they were probably playing it safe to make sure that you know, the longevity of their company was not jeopardized by this. And that's That makes perfect sense to me. I think now a lot of the changes that we see are, I mean, it's much more based on, I was making this point earlier, it's not so much, I don't think, based on trying to make certain ratings with ESRB or, or whatever it is in Japan, I'm not sure. But I think it's more about just trying to adapt it to, to just more general cultural limits or recognitions of things. I know that one thing with all these Japanese games that come over is people see in the darn manual that they're playing as 15-year-old characters. And I don't know about you guys, but when I first started seeing that, it was a little bit weird because why the heck are these 15-year-olds wandering around and saving the world and all that kind of thing? I think it makes more sense to an American audience. There's a whole... Yeah, there's a whole other topic about why Square can't seem to make a game with anybody over 15 <laughs> anymore. Why aren't they just of an age that you would actually expect someone to be able to wield a weapon at? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's not like, for a lot of the character designs, it's not like you can't just add three years on them like they have with Bravely Default yeah. anyway and say that's yeah. that. I suppose the funniest thing about it is the fact that Bravely Default, the fact they're adding three years on and changing the costume. Because normally yeah. most people are like, 17? My god, that's disgusting! How could you... Oh, 18? No, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, not to uh, yeah. jump into the uh, overall cultural discussion of that, which is you know silly in many ways also, but uh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, it just it makes more sense, I think, to, you know, 
from a cultural I, I agree with Tills, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that you would need to change both. I would think that if you just said, oh, this rather ambiguously aged girl is actually 19. Um, it's the and thing with the graphics. It's, it's magic. Exactly. Especially the graphics in Bravely Default yes. anyway. It's not exactly yes. photorealistic, <laughs> is it? You could yeah, say he was probably 26 and not. No. Have yeah, a you wouldn't, you wouldn't know the difference. And, you know, the, the character designs are very chibi and, um, you know, it's not exactly in HD either because it's coming to you on a 3DS. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I actually looked up a little bit about Final Fantasy 1 since I brought it up. It looks like the the cross thing on the uh, church-slash-clinic is really pretty much the big one for that game. Uh, there are some crosses and Stars of David that were used for um, just, you know, objects in some of the dungeons that got changed for the initial U.S. release. Uh, I would imagine they probably didn't continue into any of the other releases either because, you know, the most of the Final Fantasy 1 re-releases got graphical overhauls. Um one monster had an exposed breast in 8-bit pixel glory that got censored. Yeah, yeah. And this is all from uh, the cutting room floor, by the way. So if you've never been to that site, it's absolutely fantastic. And uh, It's an amazing site. There's so many things on there that you never knew about that yeah. hidden away in games. Yeah, so Final Fantasy 1 had a little bit of stuff. Um, which of the other Final Fantasy ga- games back then can you remember? Or did you, did you actually see any of it? My favorite okay. one in Final Fantasy VI was... I mean, you know, there's stuff in there like the cafe and pub thing we mentioned, and, you know, that's fine. You wouldn't really quibble it too much if you just saw it as a cafe and you wouldn't care. What doesn't make a lot of sense is uh, crossing out the suicide references. Because what's happening on the screen doesn't tally with what they're saying before. <laughs> yeah. That, to yeah. me, is the most obvious. If you're going to change that, and I can understand why you would, particularly in those days, you have to change the, what's actually happening a bit. You can't just change the words. You can't just have Shadow send his dog away, OMG spoilers, and go and sit in the corner of an exploding place and say, I'm going to start again and have a happy new life, when it's all crumbling on his head. You can't have sellers go and get on the top of a cliff and say, God, this is jolly tragic. Let's have a dive and a swim. <laughs> <laughs> it's silly. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, uh, you know, particularly with uh, Celeste, I mean, Celeste, they really have no... Really? God, I hate you for that. <laughs> Pronunciation. Sorry. Uh, that's a topic for another time. Um, particularly with her, um, they never have really made any strides in any of the re-releases to make that any better either. Really? Uh, I think I think the best that they've ever done with it is, you know, continuing the leap of faith description of it. Oh, when all is lost, you go up here to the mountain and you fling yourself into the sea and then when you don't break your neck, apparently you're uh, <laughs> you're reinstilled uh, with all the faith that you need in life. Lame. They could have made it, a, if they could have talked about flinging yourself, they should have just made it a portal reference. <laughs> Lay on the comedy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's that's another one of those cases where the complaint isn't about the censorship here; it's about the tact with which it's done. Just, just like yeah. the, I mean, just like within Bravely Default, you, I mean, you'd think that these is is the slightly skimpier version in Japan. Maybe they, I mean, maybe they didn't intend to release it anywhere outside of Japan, but is the slightly skimpier version, like, is that gonna sell extra copies for you? Like, if you're thinking ahead and like, okay, we might run into an issue, 
releasing this in our other two markets. Hmm. Yeah. It, it seems I, like a pretty you know, easy out right there. Just, okay, let's I, just play it a little bit safer. And, you know, obviously it, uh, it costs them, you know, a little bit of money to make those changes. Not much. Um, you know, the models were surely, you know, ready to go and just had to take a little bit of, uh, additional texture mapping on them. But it did cost them, you know, even if it was just like a thousand dollars, you know, that's money that they didn't necessarily need to spend. Or it's money they could have thought of earlier saying, oh, well, we're going to need to do this eventually. So let's just not get ourselves into that situation at all. I mean, they did take their time in releasing it in the States. So, I mean, that's maybe they didn't, you know, maybe they didn't, you know, have that thought in mind at all, which, I mean, I guess isn't really surprising if you're talking about Japanese people making Japanese games. I mean, the people who do the localization are obviously a completely different department. So, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense, but it does seem like the kind of thing where you'd think someone on the approval board would be like, hey, we are an international company. Let's just save the time right now, you know. It seems like an, it seems like an easy fix. Yeah, it's, it's like you say though, it's sort of, it's not just so much different teams as it's kind of almost different company units who don't really talk to each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. The, you know, the Americans, I expect, have exceedingly little influence on what gets developed, uh, centrally in Japan. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have developed things the way they have for the last 10 years. But, you know, they come to have to release something and they have to decide, you know, I expect as much as anything, the decision what to release in the West comes out of uh, the Western departments anyway, more than it does out of Japan. And, you know, for a while they've probably decided this isn't really worth bothering with at all, we're not going to sell them any, and then maybe they thought, well, mm, probably we will, we'll just give it a touch up here and there. I think um, mm. Square Enix are quite... Uh, clear that in terms of when it comes to the localization, once the the original game is done and sent off for localization, the localization teams have quite um, quite a lot of discretion in terms of what they do with it, yeah. and the actual original programmers um, have very little control over that. So, yeah, yeah. well, dude, it's a, a very Phoenix phenomenon that you get things like. Uh, you know, the international version of a game turns up, say, FF7 or FF10, and then they happen to make some, you know, programming-related improvements and changes to the overall thing, finish up a few bits, and then that gets translated back again, or rather, you know, repatched back with the original dialogue, and, hey, presto, you've got a re-release in Japan, too. They do seem to be kind of wholly separate entities yeah. in that respect. Which is unfortunate for a completely other reason, because, you know, obviously those international versions would be nice to have around more easily huh. for the people that can't get them. Um, now, you know, you mentioned a couple things that were really silly in Final Fantasy VI, and, you know, there's others. There's the way that they tiptoe around um, the uh, Dwayne and Katarine pregnancy thing, and there, there's the way they tiptoe around um, the conception of Terra, but I think that was the same in uh, all the versions, so that's not really a localization issue. But uh, It's a funny thing, me- because, you know, there's this there was this Australian um, was Australian, New Zealand something like that. There was this thing called The Tribe in, that got shown in the UK. I don't know if you ever saw that still, so it was like all... Yeah, um, I, I saw... Bit, it was on at stupid o'clock in the morning as well, wasn't it? It was, it was, a, it was a sort of children's thing that um, Channel 5 took up when they were a new channel and uh, it, 
that essentially depicted a, a post-apocalyptic world in which a virus wiped out all the adults and only children survived. And, you know, it all sorts of teen pregnancy and crazy stuff in that. And it was like, yeah, whatever, it's just teen drama. It's just, it's educational. It's, you know, these things happen in the world and there's no point. Is it really better to wrap people in cotton wool and not expose them to any of the bad things that happen in the world or is it better to discuss it and get it out in the open and I, I think that's partly where my comments about stuff getting more prudish come from because it seemed to me in the 90s it was kind of there was more acceptance of things like you have stuff like sex education you you know you, you don't hide the world from people, you kind of give them the information to make the right decision on it whereas now it seems to be more like just kind of no 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 see no evil, hear no evil sort of attitude again I think that's a completely different um, societal thing about having the government raise your child for you rather than doing it yourself anymore. Well, you you may be right. We could spend hours discussing that. Is that an an option? (laughs) It differs so much. That sounds awesome. It differs so much from... I I can remember when I was at school in the 90s, it seemed like it was like the odd person who wasn't allowed to watch something like The Terminator and everybody else just, just watched it. and You know, it was fine. We didn't generally go on killing sprees afterwards. Generally. Somehow we all survived. The, uh, the reason that I brought up Final Fantasy VI again and, you know, the silliness there was that I found that, uh, you know, the original release of Final Fantasy IV was in some ways even more silly. <laughs> uh, even though, you know, a lot of those I didn't pick up on until much later when the other translations or, uh, specifically in the case of Final Fantasy IV, the original J2E, uh, translation that came out, uh, around, around the turn of the century, um, they're, the things that they changed in Final Fantasy IV were just silly. Uh, Rosa and Cecil didn't kiss in the American version, the first one. They cut out a frame of the animation, so they would no longer be kissing. Yeah. Uh, the the part where Rosa is uh, trapped in the Tower of Zot, and um, Golbez is using Kane to lure Cecil in, using her as bait. In the American version... There is a giant, um, like, wrecking ball dangling over her head. In the original Japanese version, it's a giant scythe. Because apparently, being crushed by a multi-ton <laughs> wrecking ball is somehow less offensive than being decapitated. That is some shoddy logic. The scythe <laughs> was much cleaner death. Yeah. See, that just seems... It was a more civilized age. Um, it just seems to <laughs> no, be like... Again, though, you, you do have kind of a much higher prevalence in cartoons of people being crushed by a big 20-ton anvil than, than being sliced up in any way. So it's sort yeah, of interesting. Wiley Coyote so has a, a lot to answer for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know... That, that then, would have been a change worth making, to be honest, if it actually was just a big anvil that said 20 tons on it or something. <laughs> well, that's the... Uh, that's the irony of, I guess, uh, Final Fantasy IV versus Final Fantasy VI, because when you get to Final Fantasy VI, Ultros does try to kill people with a five-ton animal. Yeah, that is great. You know, I think, I, I, again, I think that that's those types of things are another example of early '90s Nintendo just not, you know, quite being on the wavelength of anything realistic. You know, it, I mean, those obviously no one's going to have a problem with a kiss scene. I mean, that that's however yeah, Puritan I, you want to say America 
was or is no never <laughs> well that's absurd. I, I, think, I think i think that's an example of nintendo being crazy at the time yeah i think uh i think they overreached on that one because i think one of the other things that they cut out and you know for more appropriate reasons i think is the uh very heavily implied notion that uh, Cecil and Rosa were having a sexual relationship, and um, in cutting that out for the U.S., I think they decided, oh, well, if we're cutting that out, we might as well cut out this kiss just to, you know, have a nice clean break. Uh, so in that context, maybe it's not quite as silly, but it's still kind of silly. Rosalind and Cecil weren't having a sexual relationship? Wait, well, no, they, they, they certainly... <clears throat> Wait, but they were... In the story of the game, <laughs> were they engaged? Is that what it was? Or something like that? Um, in the American translate, was it like they were fiancés? Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, okay. I when I when I got round to actually playing four, I was, I think I was early teens. So I, I it just kind of went as red. I think, like you say, they were engaged. They were they were quite clearly betrothed, and I just yeah. it was it was just goes without saying. Well, obviously they're in a relationship. I can't see how they could do that pixelated, and I can't really see how there needs to be an X-rated scene in Final Fantasy IV, but I'm guessing, <laughs> I'm guessing when, you know, we're not looking and that little pixelated door is shut, they're going to be It'll enjoying be themselves. I don't know, again, I don't, I, you don't even need to, I, I just don't see, there's, there's no need to suggest yep, even so. that there's a jump between seeing a kiss and they're in a relationship, therefore sex. Hmm. There's, just there's, because... There's, just because you watch how many, like, how many movies, read how many books, television programs, anything, there are kisses all the time without any further explicit sexual content. I mean, for God's sake, all these... Your life is not my life. All these young no, I can't think of those things, films. Like, high school musical type stuff. I'm sure kids kissing that. It's only kissing Grange Hill. You know, it. it's a natural and normal thing to happen. And as yeah. I say, it doesn't imply anything further. Well, to yeah. be fair, if it was a kiss in Grange Hill, it'd probably be a teenage pregnancy storyline. Well, that is, that is that is fair, to be honest. I mean, Grange Hill was pretty much teen pregnancy. So it's Phil Redmond, man. He just he just loves messing people well, up. Well, it's a good thing they didn't set Final Fantasy IV's kiss there. Then it's, it's a good thing they changed the scene location, I should say, for Definitely. the American version. <laughs> I've just got this weird vision of like these localizers looking at it, thinking, "Oh, I might be using a bit too much tongue there. I can't have that in it." Yeah, that, that's kind of the old joke, is that the people that are in charge of doing the censorship are always the most perverted people you're ever going to meet. <laughs> mm. I think the official, bird, reasons, bird, yeah. the official reasons that, that have been given for the, the, the loony censorship on, on 4 was um, supposedly Nintendo were very aware of the, uh, the extremely broad range of gamers on the NES and the fact that it went to a very, very young age. So that was the reason why they uh, they were so uh, ham-fisted, is that they were aware that apparently, you know, some four-year-old kid was going to be playing this, and uh, woe yeah. betide a four-year-old kid seeing a kiss and instantly thinking, they're definitely yeah. at it. <laughs> because yeah. that, I, I don't like know about you guys. They've seen I, their parents kissing. That's what's exactly. so funny about it. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but when I was four, if I saw somebody kiss, I did not think anything was going on below the belt. Yeah, no. That, 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 that was, that you, wouldn't was even have thought, you wouldn't even have thought about the concept of it. It wasn't even anything exactly. that would have remotely come near that was your head as well being, whether it, whether it yeah, would yeah. or wouldn't happen. It's just not even a consideration. It may say more about me than anything else, it but uh, even when... Does. 
<laughs> even when Final Fantasy IV came out in the U.S. Um, for SNES, I was 11, and even then, if that had been there, I probably wouldn't have put two and two together. No. Yeah, but I've seen pictures of you when you were young, so I can understand that girls <laughs> yes, weren't, weren't going to be an issue yeah, for quite a while. There was obviously no sexual activity of any kind for <laughs> quite a while on that well, one. Got rid of those glasses, to... at least. Welcome to the Concast, where everybody are homely virgins. <laughs> yes. I think the interesting question, though, is, I mean, obviously, in certainly if you follow Kotaku, you see every other week some you know, poorly written article freaking out about some person on the news who suggested that video games were somehow connected to um, violence. So obviously that's a conversation that we have a lot, but um, I think what I ultimately am left with is would there really be an impact on the sales if the censorship had not taken place in, say, Bravely Default, or in one of those earlier Final Fantasies? Like, would people have genuinely not bought the game for that reason? I I find it very hard to say retrospectively. Uh, I mean, to start with the Bravely Default example, would it have an effect on sales? I don't believe for a second that it would. But what it might do is you might have, as much as there's... A, controversy now about them changing stuff, you might have had a big controversy about depicting teenagers in an inappropriate manner. I don't think you would, largely because I don't think it's a high enough profile game to to cause any major upset like that. But you can see that if Rockstar had released Bully and some of the girls in, say, the Halloween bit, where people have different outfits, were dressed in such a skimpy outfit... Yeah and they yeah, probably should have got in trouble for it. And the context is is different, but because that's obviously portraying the real world much more closely, and I think that's the difference, as we kind of discussed earlier. Yeah. As for the stuff in the 90s, I mean, you, Nintendo were aiming for a very young and a very, 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 very kind of family-friendly market, in the same way that they, they are still more family friendly if you like than any of the others but I think I don't know they seem really keen to avoid just doing anything that might have raised any kind of hackles on anybody and you know you can understand that because now the industry now is, is a lot more mature than it was then because other people were prepared to raise these things and you did have things like you know, the ESRB did turn up because there was concern about admittedly much more serious stuff, but yeah. Nintendo would just, they really wanted to avoid having that discussion altogether. And, you know, yeah. you could argue, uh, okay, the Genesis never took off in the same way as uh, Super Nintendo did in America and was part of that because parents didn't want to buy it because they saw that Nintendo was a friendlier option. It didn't have this issue with the, the glory of Mortal Kombat and that sort of thing. To be honest, I think the sales battle was fully done by then, but it, it may have yeah. had an influence. You don't know. I, I think that that specifically would be an interesting thing to uh, talk about at some point, but um, yeah, I, I don't think that uh, the the parental guidance really factored into the the relatively modest success of the Genesis. No, I don't think it would have affected the overall picture, but, it, you know, it may have made, uh, you know, a short-term difference to sales of one over the other, and, you know, that's... It's all money. You just covered it pretty well as far as I'm concerned, Tittles. I, I, I think that nowadays... 
the backlash that they were trying to avoid probably wouldn't has been have been as extreme. Um, I think because, like you say, the it's more of a um, mature market, not just in terms of the average age of the gamer, but also the fact that you know it's more mainstream as as has been brought up before. Yeah. Uh, back in the late '80s, early '90s, you know. All it would take would be to not censor something like that, you know, to actually have some dialogue that implies a sexual relationship, or to have a uh, Star of David in a dungeon. And you, all you really need is one parent to call that out and go on a crusade, and the backlash that you would get out of that back then yeah. would almost be enough to sink you. Yeah. It's certainly enough to make people, you know, seriously consider where their kids should be around this filth. And I, I, I sort of, in some ways I compare it to kind of, uh, we look at, games were just a relatively immature medium in that sense. Not in the sense of being immature as in they like pictures of boobies, but immature as in they hadn't been around that long and they were still finding mm-hmm. the limits. And they were still, you know, working towards finding where those limits would be. I, I sort of think of it as, you know, the 80s and 90s as somewhere around that, well, probably not that early, but something like the, the kind of silent movie age where you've still got these kind of, very, very simple uh, stories being told with, you know, panels to indicate voice because they couldn't really record anyone's voice and sync it and, you know, all that yeah. sort of thing. And, you know, the themes that they just weren't mature themes. They just weren't, there wasn't anything racy, you know. Probably the worst thing you get is a woman being tied to some train tracks. And... It would be interesting to know if they change Red Dead Redemption, actually, because you can drop people on train tracks and, you know, observe the consequences. For science, of course. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all, you get an achievement, so. Okay. We good? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think to a large extent we really are. I mean, you know, we talked about some of these older games on the Nintendo, and the reason we talked about those is because this phenomenon really kind of died out, for the most part, once uh, the series moved to Sony. Um, I believe uh, Stiltskin was saying something about uh, some localization changes around Pinello in Final Fantasy XII. I don't know anything yeah, about that. Yeah, there so were. I can't speak to it. Um, basically, um, it's you know the the one thing that uh, disproves the the rule you just gave. Unfortunately, apparently, and I didn't know this um, until I was looking into things uh, for this conversation. But apparently, whereas most of the things we talked about today have been. Uh, censorship going from Japan to the West. This is actually um, the other way around. Um, it's a scene that I don't even remember happening in when I played 12, which maybe just is how much of 12 I remember playing. But <laughs> um, when uh, Pinello gets kidnapped in the Lahusu mines by Bagamnon um, and used as bait to try and uh, lure Balthia, um, apparently there's uh, an element of, of, of bondage involved. And I'm presuming that means bondage in the traditional sense of being tied up and restrained rather than anything more kinky. But even I was so, almost going to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Just shut but, up. Um, yeah, <laughs> in various, in very, I couldn't find the scene and uh, I've no way of, or intention, of uh, going far enough through 12 in order to witness it. But uh, there's some varying uh, descriptions between it being a violent scene similar to Celes being tortured or it being uh, more just uh, Pinello, who's obviously a, a younger girl, being um, tied up and restrained by a, by a very bad man. Um, but, uh, yeah, when that was uh, released in Japan, 
that scene was censored um and um it was it was glossed over in much the same way as uh, the things we've we've discussed being glossed over um Bagamnon did use Pinello to lure Balthier in but um there was no hint of anything uh, bondage related and apparently um the main reason for that is uh, is some political reason why they've decided to censor it but um, I'm afraid I couldn't find anything more detailed than that Mm. It's funny because it, it sounds like almost the same thing they censored the other way around, you know, 15 years earlier. Yeah. So mm. It is. I, I found it quite, um, quite a weird juxtaposition that they'd, um, after everything that we're used to of seeing ridiculous censorship when they came over to the mm. West, they've just decided for, uh, you know, for fun, they're gonna, they're gonna do it in reverse. Well, I mean, it does, like I, like we were saying earlier, it's it's a primarily a pleasing cultures thing, and they're very different cultures. So, I mean, it's you know, yeah. I mean, if they just brought a tentacle monster in there, then it would have <laughs> gone down fine. <laughs> One tentacle would have been perfectly. Oh God! <laughs> uh, it's no longer a whip. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> But yeah, and you know, it's uh it's very interesting that uh you know, that seems to be the route that it took. Um and you know, it's all the more interesting that now all of a sudden they've got this minor scandal on their hands about how uh stupid <laughs> the whole thing is. Um I mean it's also one of those things where it's kind of it's the only people who comment on it are gonna be the people who care either way. You're not gonna bother commenting on it to say fine. You're just gonna read it and move on. Yeah. So really, all we've done today is for almost everyone. Almost everyone's going to look at it, see it, be like, "Okay, it's kind of silly, but I guess I see where the motives are." It doesn't actually make a difference, so I'm just going to go right on. You know, I just think at the end of the day, it's it's not really a huge issue. It's it's not this big political like rights type issue. It's companies like you said, Tittles, just hedging their bets, making sure they don't lose money, and it doesn't really impact the game. I don't think a whole lot. Apart from the ones I was talking about where it just doesn't make any damn sense. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's the very difference, again, uh, not to kick this horse, but that's the difference between what they did in the 80s and 90s and what they did with Bravely Default. They were, they didn't have to have a particular skill set to get away with it when they did it for Final Fantasy 1 and Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 6. Uh, so they didn't. And nobody really noticed too much of it. But then, now in 2014, they do it uh, for a pretty innocuous reason, and all of a sudden it's something that everybody knows about. So I guess maybe the takeaway from that is plan better. <laughs> or just open it up to... I think that they're able to change the programming a bit more for these things and smooth these things over a bit better than just changing the dialogue now. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think that uh, allows us to sum all this up in one sentence. And that sentence is, if you want to make changes to your game for localization purposes, people don't really care what those purposes are, I don't think. But you nowadays, we expect better. We expect it to not be as ham-fisted yeah. as we now know it was in the past. <laughs> yeah. We've cured censorship. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. It was, it was on death's door. <laughs> what should we solve next week? Okay.
And now that I'm healthy, I can thank you once again for listening to the Concast. We are Caves of Narsh, and you can find us at cavesofnarsh.com or on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, or other social media as Caves of Narsh. As we exit today, you're listening to Luca from the Final Fantasy X-2 soundtrack. Thanks a lot for listening yet again. Take care.